The following is a Hoop Bowl presentation. What's up, Grizz Nation? Welcome to the show. It's David Isaac. This is Hoop Ball Grizz. We are back. And it's the same thing over and 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 over. And I'm going to say it a million damn times because it's the same stuff. The Grizzlies lose and they lose because their defense is ass. That's the bottom line. Like, that's what it is. You know, you can point to different things like the the three point. This, like the Grizzlies were eight for twenty four, they shot thirty three percent from three. The Pelicans were fourteen from twenty nine, they shot forty eight percent from three. Why did they shoot forty eight percent from three? Because they got a shit ton of open looks. And I apologize, I'm cursing a little bit early in the show, but it, it's just it's not okay. I'm not gonna hammer on this. We we've had a couple shows in a row here where we've talked about the defense. So I'm not going to really hammer on this game. We've got some other stuff that we can discuss here, and we're going to get to that. But, Isaac, do you got anything on on the game before we really dive into it? Man, I I echo echo your sentiments exactly. I mean, it's just the same thing every night. It's like a broken record. We come on here not getting stops, and you got a team in in the Pelicans 1-12 and coming in here uh, who have really struggled and look like a playoff team tonight. And and that's – you got problems scoring? Play the Memphis Grizzlies right now, uh, and, and you'll get right because you're going to get open looks. You're going to get lanes to the basket. You're going to get wide open threes. I mean, they just they're just not darting. I mean, I give them some credit for battling back uh, the, the way they did late in the game, but I mean, I, I think that's kind of the only positive that you can take out. It's still a double digit loss, one twelve, one on one, and they fall below five hundred. Man, now six and seven. The wire to wire losses back to back nights uh, last night against Phoenix and tonight in New Orleans, um, and if you're not going to beat this New Orleans team now. When are you going to beat them, man? They, they just haven't been able to get that monkey off the back, and it continues tonight. I mean, it's just not a lot to, to say about this one. I guess takes a positive. Uh, John Morant, one rebound away from a triple-double. I guess that's a, a a positive thing. But, but again, man, they're just not going to be able to win games playing defense to where they're playing. I mean, it's just Matador teams are just getting whatever they want. It's just too easy right now for teams. You, you listen to the broadcast, and Brevin just continues to, to, to beat that drum over and over. I would too easy for teams. You gotta make it harder for them, and they just can't can't get stopped, man. And I and and the, and the thing about this team is their offense. They're not been they're not able to get out and transition and run, which is a big part of their offense. They really struggle to to execute in the half court. And I got I got I got to stop you right but, there because I have a huge issue with what you just said. Not so much of what you said, but. Getting out and running cannot, it absolutely cannot be your only offensive strategy because that's not going to be effective night in and night out. I get it. If you're if you're getting stops on the defensive end like they were at the end of last year, it's going to be effective and it's going to look good. But they have got to figure something out in the half court because yeah, what I mean, they've been doing is not working. I, I, I'm sorry. I, just, I wanted to get that in. I didn't want to miss it. Oh, but no, that, no, that is – we, we've heard Taylor Jenkins say, you know, it, it's kind of – it's a little bit on both ends of the floor. Our offense, you know, our our offense is driven by our defense, and then we're not getting stopped, so we're pulling the ball out of the basket and we can't get out yeah. and run like we want to. Okay, man. The, this has been happening now, and this is, you know, what, game number five that you got your face bashed in, and it's because your offense isn't working because you're not getting stops. You're a head coach. Yeah. You got other coaches on your coaching staff. 
design a half-court offense that can be effective. Last year, we talked about this last night, they had JV, that when their offense couldn't get going, they could feed him the ball inside and let him go to work. But they don't have that guy. And it happened, again, I stopped watching for it after the first time it happened because it drives me nuts. They got a switch early in the game. They got Devontae Graham switched on to Jaron in the post. And they swing the ball to the other side of the 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 court. Why? Why? That that's just you know, is that you know maybe that's on the players. I'm not going to. Th- this is not a. This is just a coach Jenkins thing or the coaching staff thing. But there's, there's blame to go all around. It, it's it's We're everywhere. Players. It's all over the place. I mean, because the, the effort is not there from the players, and I mean, you can't as a coach, you can't go out there and 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 be on the floor and play for the players. They have to go out and do some things too. I mean, there's blame to go around from the coaching staff. To the players, but you can just see a lack of effort out there at times. Because again, man, this team was good defensively last year. I know JV's not there, but JV's not a great defender, so it's not like you lose him and your defense is going to go from one of the better teams in the league to the bottom of the league. That's just not the case. It, it there it has to be an effort issue at some point, and and then you have to go back to the coaching staff as we talked about last night. At some point, they have to put their foot down and and say, okay, man, what what's the problem? You can't come out every night and say, oh well. We just lack the effort. I mean, and that's what Taylor Jenkins has been doing. I, I don't like our effort right now. Uh, we just not putting forth the effort, didn't have the energy. But at some point, why aren't you having the energy? You got you can't just say that night in and night out that we're coming out and we don't have any energy. I mean, we we see that. We know that you don't have any energy. We know yeah. you're not getting stops. We know you're not playing defense. We can see that. But what are we going to do to fix it? That's the, the 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 what we need right now. We just don't need these excuses coming every night. And again, I'm not on the fire Jenkins train. A lot of people saying that out there. I'm nowhere near that at this point. Like, I, I, I mean, the guy's a third-year head coach. He's learning. You got a lot of young guys on the roster. But, again, somebody has to be held accountable at some point. Yeah, 100% they have to. And that's, you know, we, we, we talked about this. I can't remember if it was on the show or, you know, before we started recording last night. Who are you going to go get? What, what are you going to do? Like, exactly. which, which coach is really available out there that you're going to go get that's going to be an upgrade? And I know that it's easy to just point to the coaching staff and be like, man, these rotations are jacked up. What's he doing? Why is Jaron only playing 22 minutes? Well, Jaron only played 22 minutes because Jaron was on the struggle bus. Struggle, team. yeah. He, he, this, is, this was Jaron's worst game of the season. You know, he had that game where he fouled out and he didn't play that many minutes. But for me – that he was the least least effective in this game tonight that he's been all year. He missed two free throws. Jaron doesn't do that. He was one for eight from the field, 0 for three from three. And minus 20, biggest, biggest on the team yeah. tonight. And, and that's mean. just, you know, it, it just a bad night for him. You're, you're going to have nights like that. It's unfortunate that it happened against this team. Like you say, it, it's kind of their Achilles heel. Since in the John Morant era, since Zion Williams and John Moran have been drafted, the Grizzlies have been awful against the Pelicans, and there's no reason. There's no reason they should have lost this game tonight. And, and they're 6-6 six and six now, uh, and they don't have the worst players in the league, but I tweeted this out, and I know it sounds crazy, but I said right now in this moment, I don't feel like this will be the case all season. I feel like they'll find it out, but I honestly feel like the Grizzlies might be the worst team in the NBA right now but because, I mean, when you look at that, who are they going to beat? I mean, they, they were facing a 1-12 team tonight and lost by double digits. I mean, that's rough to say that. And, and again, I'm not saying that 
They're going to continue to be there. They're going to be the worst team at the end of the season. I'm not saying they're not even that they're not going to make the playoffs or the play-in. But right now in this moment with the way they're playing defense, I don't know if they could beat anybody. If they go against Orlando, I think Orlando would beat them right now because if you have to play defense. These are NBA players. I don't care how bad these teams are, whether you're playing the, the Pelicans, the Thunder, the Magic, or you're playing Milwaukee. It doesn't matter. you got to get stops. And if you don't get stops, NBA players are going to make shots, and they're just not getting stops right now. And I, I don't feel like they could beat anybody at this moment uh, until they find out how to, how to fix this because their, their defense is just – I mean, it's some of the worst I've ever seen. I mean, it's just way too easy for teams right now. And, I mean, they're, they're going to continue to lose games. I mean, I mean, they had a good record. Now you're looking at being below 500, and you got the Rockets coming in here on Monday, and you think, oh, well, that's an easy win. No. I mean, they got guys that can, can, can make shots. Uh, I mean, you mm-hmm. talk about a, a, a Jalen Green uh, that, that can really put the ball in the basket, and you have to D up these guys. And being a rookie, he'll come in here and put 30 on you. I mean, that's you, you have to play defense against NBA players, and they're just not doing it. So I'm not looking at that Rockets game. I think it was Joe Mullinex uh, from GBB was like after the game uh, last night against Phoenix. He's like, oh, well, we're going to look up uh, after Monday, and they're going to be 8 and 6. But not, not so fast, man. If you saw yeah. what happened tonight, if they don't get this right, they're probably going to be looking at 6 and 8. Yep, you know you you got guys. Dribble penetration is is an issue for this. Kevin team. Porter. I mean, you got yep. those guys will light you up, man. If you mm-hmm. you don't 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 put some defense on them, even though that's a a bad team, they got some guys that can score on that roster. Yeah, you look you look at this game tonight, and the Grizzlies the the game was tied with ten fifty seven left in the first, and after that the the Pelicans led the rest of the way. It was tied two to two with a little over a minute gone in the first quarter, and then the Pelicans just, you know, put their foot on the throttle after that. And there were times when the Grizzlies made runs and got it close, but they when it mattered, when they would get it to single digits, they could not come up with a stop to push it to actually put pressure on them. And the Pelicans have folded under pressure this year. This game, they didn't get to it, so they're still, like, they have not won a game in clutch any game within five points this year for the Pelicans that they have not won. And you know, I mean, this is their first win at home. Their other win was against Minnesota on the road. Another bad team that's, you know, you're, you're thinking is going to be better, but we hear that every year. This is the year the Timberwolves are better yeah. and they, they suck again. So, you know, it's. They shouldn't, but when you, when yeah. you look at the, the players on the roster, but for some reason it just, just, just doesn't work. Can't seem to put it together. So, you know, I, I'm, I can, we can look at the stats a little bit, man, but I, I'm not going to just hammer it in the ground. Dylan Brooks looked really good. You know, he was supposed to be on a mid 20s minutes restriction. He played almost I 31 played minutes. Yeah. He looked fine. You know, like 23 points for him. He put up 18 shots. You know, he, he was a spark there that almost got them back into it. Desmond Bain got 11 shots up with Dylan on the floor. I'm good with that. His shot is starting to look better. He was six for 11 after struggling horribly for two games, 0 for 13 stretch from three, which is just insane. I would have bet everything that I own that I would never see that from Desmond Bain ever. But we saw it, you know, early this year. Uh, Again, John Morant, one rebound away from a triple-double. And then outside of that, there's not much to talk about in the the, uh, box score from the Grizzlies point because nobody else really done much of anything. Yeah, not a, not a lot out of the bench tonight. I mean, everybody, pretty much everybody struggled. I mean, this is was pretty much just, and I <laughs> tweeted this out earlier, it's almost 48 minutes of garbage time. I mean, it, it was pretty much all pill because the Grizzlies did make 
old push there to, to end the third bridge of the fourth quarter. But outside of that, I mean, they were never they never really threatened them. I mean, even when they got back in, it was nine. Next thing you know, it'd be 16 again. Mm-hmm. And they, they just never, never really threatened them. I mean, it was just a, a easy, just kind of a, a, a show up and win game for, for the Pelicans tonight. And again, man, team coming in 112, man, it's just not what you want to see, man. But just kind of go down the team stats. Uh, Grizzlies 8 of 24 for 33%. Uh, New Orleans 14 of 29 for 3 for 48.3%. So you're minus 18 there. Uh, Grizzlies 17 of 21 for 81%. Good from the free throw line tonight. But New Orleans 22 of 25 for 88%. So you plus five in mates, uh, but plus five in in uh, number. Plus five in in number, but plus, uh, what am I trying to say here? Losing my train of thought here. Plus five in mates, yeah. but plus four in attempts. So they're. Yeah. Minus 23 from the three-point line and the free throw line. And, again, you see these big numbers uh, and discrepancies between that every game. And, and again, you let teams run off on, on you from the three-point line like that, you're going to lose games. You can't make up these 20-plus point defer- deficits from the free throw line. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're just not going to do it. They used to make up for it with scoring in the paint and you're not having JV down there to do that anymore. It's a loss. And, again, I'm not saying that they shouldn't have made the move. I understand why they made the move. but they do miss that, having that JV in there when things break down in the half court. They just have that guy that they just dump it into him. He can go down and score. But as you said earlier in, in the show, they got they have to find a way to execute in the half court. I mean, they do need to find a way to, to get more fast break buckets because that's easy buckets and it's easier to score that way. But you can't just continue to say that. We're not getting stopped. We're taking the ball out of the net because, I mean, you're not going to get fast break points all night. I mean, that's just not, not what's going to happen or what they have eight tonight. You, you're not going to have that all night long. You got to execute in the half court when, especially when you play against good teams. You're you're not good. They're going to make shots, so you're not going to be getting all these stops all the time where you just take the ball, getting the rebounds, and, and getting going. It's not going to happen. So, yeah, it's and, it's know, a lot, man. It's a lot that they need to to fix, right? But this is bad right now, and it doesn't even look like it's close to getting fixed. Again, you're losing by double digits to one and twelve teams. You have a long ways to go. Yeah, it's. When it really, when basketball really matters the most, defense is what makes a difference. The the teams that get to the finals are good defensive teams. The Phoenix Suns last year, good defensive teams. The our team, the Milwaukee Bucks, one of the best defensive teams in the league last year. So you, you have to find a way to fix this, whatever it is. If if it's still in getting back out there, and we, I I can't believe that I didn't lead with this, but. I'm so happy that he didn't mess around, like just start Dylan. And he did. And then, you know, yep. Dylan comes up, you know, comes out and, and puts 23 on him. Man, he's minus, been fine, man. Yeah. In minus 13 and a plus nine, minus, yeah. but you know, he, he's, he's fine. Like you, you can tell, like, I think you could see a little bit of conditioning issues with him, but like, let him play through that, man. He's going to, he's your starter. You know, he's your starter. Just let it rip. And, and that's a lot of shooting. The only other thing I want to see change is, is get Adams to the bench and put Brandon in there at the four. And yeah, you know, I, let, I think that let, man, let this I, team try it. Try something, man. You you've got to do something to try and get anything going because right now nothing is going. Nothing is working. And man, I hate to say that nothing they're six and seven. They are one of the youngest teams in basketball. I don't want to make excuses for them because this lack of defense, the lack of effort, the lack of intensity, there's no excuse for that. That The, the no, coaches can do a certain amount, but so, like the players have got to step up. And, and Dylan mentioned that in the postgame presser. 
I had a really hard time hearing. I don't know how it was for you, yeah. but yeah, I couldn't you could, hear any yeah, of you the couldn't questions. Hear anything. And, and so, it, like I like I was, I think it was was it Steven Adams that came out last? And it just kind of yeah. ended. Like I didn't hear anything, and I looked up and it was over. I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, uh, their, but, their mic was muted, and Evan said something to him, and they never unmuted it. And Adams answered the question, and they're like, "Any more questions?" And nobody said anything. And he's like, "Man, you brought me out here for one question. You should have just brought him back." And that's all we heard. So you know, little technical difficulties there, but they just the. the so I was gonna say the defense has been bad all year, even yeah. in the six wins, and, and it goes back to what I've been saying over the last week or so the games that they win is when their offense can make up for their defense. Defense has been bad all year. It's just when they don't make shots, you you get what we've seen the last few games and those games that they won, their offense was just a lot more consistent than it's been in, in these games. They were able to score, and, and when they not, they're not able to score, teams just run off on them. And it would, be, it would have been this every game if they weren't making shots, and they've just got to the point now where they're not making shots, and, and now you see what we're getting. Yeah, I mean, you look at the the overall pace, like the, they they have – I know they did last night, and they've done it again here against the Pelicans. They got more shots up. So they're getting more shots up because of the Yeah, pace they've been doing it pretty much every game. You know, so they're getting opportunities to score. But, what like, what's going on? What's causing – you know, like, are, are they just – are they bad shots? Are they forcing up shots? And I've got to say that for the most case, that is not what's going on. They're they're getting some good looks, but I I'm, I'm not yeah, but I'm I'm not okay with just saying well you know we're, we're getting good looks, but they're just not falling. There there's still something there. There's more than that. The refereeing in this game was not good. I'm not one to make an excuse for that. There there were, you know, Jaron got that technical um, early in the game, arguing a foul, and and I don't blame him. You know, the, the guy, the thing that gets me, they missed an out-of-bounds play that led to Pelican's points, and the guy was on the baseline. He was right there, and he didn't see it. And then the guy on the opposite side of the court called a foul on Jaron. I'm like, what is this baseline referee doing? What's he watching? What's he paying attention to? And how is this guy that's on the other side of the floor calling a foul when man, you're right there? Man. His, his reputation. Jerry gets a lot of reputation fouls, fouls that other guys would get. I mean, he's known for fouling, and he gets – I mean, he gets a tough whistle, man. Some of the fouls are fouls, but, I mean, they're, like, watching. You can just tell. Like, every time he sees someone up, I'm just waiting for the whistle to blow. I mean, that's what it, how, how it's gotten him. And I can understand him being frustrated. I, I, I felt him on that, that technical tonight. I, I get it. I mean, because it just seems like he just picks up a lot of fouls, and some of them are bogus. There's no – doubt about it but I do want to talk about about Steven Adams uh the the numbers look great I mean you look at the night he had 15 points nine rebounds four assists two steals three blocks five or eight from the field five or seven from the free throw line uh when he played 37 minutes with a, a net uh net pop zero net positive uh in the plus minus but I think he needs to go to the bench I mean the eye test those numbers look great but I mean they they're even worse I mean they're bad all the time it, it defending the pain and defending, but when he's in the game, I mean, it's even worse then. And it, it because I, I think, and it goes back, we mentioned this, I think, a couple of shows ago that about JV. I think JV is a better drop big than Stephen Adams. And I think a lot of times he's going out and not getting back to the to the paint, and, and guys are just getting in there. And, and that's what we're seeing. It's been, I mean, pick and roll, he's been awful. We thought that was an area where he'd be better, and he has not been. Mm-hmm. It, it's just tough with him in there. But the thing about it is, Jaron, if you start him at center, he's not 
he, he's kind of struggling scoring and he picks up fouls. So, I mean, what, how do you, what do you do there? Like, uh, like what, what are you kind of your thoughts on that? It's like a give and take with both of them. I, I just, I don't really know what the answer is. Start Jaron. That, that's, I mean, I, know, I think that's I, what I would it. do. Start Jaron, start Brandon at the four. This is, you know, they're not in win-now mode. This is development. We're, we've heard this for a couple of years now that that's what they're doing. So do it. Do it. And, I'm like, don't get me wrong. I'm not – this is not a anti-Steven Adams. This is a, oh, I think they made a mistake making that trade. I've said it before, and I'll say it over and over and over again until I'm blue in the face that – the ceiling for the Memphis Grizzlies was lower with JV on this team than what it is with him off of this roster. Absolutely. I know people there's, and there's now, people that are listening to that freaking out. Like, what are you talking about? But that, that is 100% true. Because yeah, you've got to, you have to let these guys grow. You have to, we have to know is Jaron going to be the number two for this team? Some people don't think so. Some people have already cash the check that he you yeah. know he got overpaid and he's not the number two but jaron's had pretty good numbers the last couple of games before this one you know he he's not been bad not at all this year and he's been by far their best defensive player and the most impactful on the defensive end the the three games leading up to this one jaron was 19 four rebounds two blocks 19 six rebounds two assists one still two blocks 14 points, eight rebounds, one steal, three blocks. So, yeah, 14 points is not that much. You would like to see him scoring more, but he's rebounding the ball better. And, you know, he he, he only ended up with three fouls tonight, even though, he, you know, he played 22 minutes. You would think that that was because of foul trouble because historically that's been the case with Jaron Jackson. Yeah, he was but, that, but that tonight. wasn't tonight. It just I, – I – hate to see teams get in a rut of we got to throw the same guys out there is Brandon Clark or is Jaron Jackson if they switch if they move Adams to the bench and they start Ja Desmond Dillon Brandon Clark and Jaron Jackson are you seeing a, a downgrade in certain areas you are there are certain things like the Stephen Adams ability to play make from the from the center position is better than any other center that we have on this team, with the exception of Xavier Tillman. Tillman's passing ability is severely underrated, yeah. and we're, we're not really seeing him right now, and that's because he struggled early. But are you going to see a fall off? I, I don't know that you will. Like, I think that Steven Adams is a better player right now than Brandon Clark. But if this is developmental, go all in on it. Go all in. Just push all your chips into the middle and say, you know what? This is developmental. These are my guys. I want to know if this is the future of my team. Steven Adams is going to come off of the bench. And I don't think that Steven Adams is the type of guy that's going to have an issue with that. No, and it's in the same spirit that you move JV. Because JV, would the Grizzlies be a better team right now if they had Jonas Valanciunas? Probably so. Mm -hmm. But they'd probably have a better record right now. But he wasn't good. They he wasn't a long term piece for this team. You were going to look up three four years down the line, and you got Ja Jarrett and JV. JV was not going to be here. So if if you're trying to figure out what you have, he he couldn't be here. I mean, he takes up too many shots. He was a guy that you had to get the ball to, and it was clogging up the lane for Ja. It, it's better for for Jarrett. I think in the inside without having him here, 
it, I mean, it just made sense long term to move him. And the same thing with Adams. Adams is not going to be your long term answer at the five for this team. Like Adams might not even be here past the trade deadline. I mean, I think he's yeah. a real candidate, especially kind of what we've seen some of the struggles that we've seen here early. We're, we're trying to kind of figure things out. I think he's a candidate. So, I mean, start Jaron now. If you think Jaron, you're a long-term answer at the five, you got to find out whether he is or not. And why, why should you start Adams? When you play against teams with bigger centers, like we've talked about with uh, Embiid and Jokic and teams like that, we, we play Adams a lot of minutes. But right now, I think Jaron should be starting at the five along with, I think, BC. They would probably lean Kyle if that happened. But I, I think that's what we should be doing because, I mean, it's, you're trying to find out, and I think it should be BC for kind of that same reason, because you're trying to figure out, is he going to be a, a guy that stays here long term? Or is it going to be Tillman? Or Because well, Adam, I, I'm just saying, Adams is not going to be here. Like there, There's no way, like, I, I would be shocked if Adams is in a Memphis Grizzlies uniform come next season. I, I would be surprised. So, again, bring him off the bench. Play the guys that, are, that, that you're going to be here and find out the information that you need to find out if you're going to say this is about long term. Be about long term. Yeah. I like adding Brandon Clark to the starting lineup because of his rim protection. That gives you because right now what you have with, with the start the current starting lineup, the one that they started tonight, Jaron Jackson is your rim protector. Steven Adams has not shown this year that he can be that guy. He's he's never been a huge like a dominant rim protector in his career. But I expect to see a little bit better from him than what we're yeah. seeing right now. I've been a little bit disappointed in his defense. Yeah. And, and and if you have Jaron and BC, one of those guys is going to be your help side defender, and both of those guys can get up there and block shots. And so that helps when you're having the laps in one-on-one defense like they've been having all year. Adding another shot blocker into your lineup helps you tremendously. And, and I think, you know, Brandon Clark, let me make sure I'm getting this right, but he was he was positive tonight. He was only a plus two, which is not great, but he only played 11 minutes. And, and that's, you know, guys that are coming in and being impactful, not getting much time. DeAnthony Melton, another guy, 18 minutes tonight. Why? Why is he only playing 18 minutes? He, he didn't turn the ball over. He wasn't looking like he was in last night's game. When he was on the floor, he was out there doing what he does, getting after the ball, being disruptive being the Anthony Melton, but yet he only played 18 minutes. So th- there are a lot of questions. I don't want to overreact. Sky's not falling in. Hey, man, no Joe, no John Contra tonight. DNPCD. I was kind of yeah, surprised I'm, to see that. I'm good with that. I'm con- like, that's the way that it should be. And exactly. that's definitely, honestly, definitely and that's, the way it should be. <laughs> you know, we, I, I feel like we, we kind of attack John Conchar, but, but it's not. It's not his fault. He's going out oh. there and he's doing his job. And I mean, you put him in no the game, man. Put me in those, I'm going out there for sure. Yeah. But. You know, like he, he's going to give you effort every time that he's on the floor. He is going to give it to you. So, like, when he when he gets minutes, it's because he's worked his butt off to get those minutes. But with this team and the amount of talent on this team, the 10 guys that you got in this rotation right here, I think are your 10 guys that should be in the rotation. Yeah. Uh, I, I think so. I mean, I, I think they 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 got it right tonight. But again, man, they just gotta gotta find a way to to fix this defense. But I think, I mean, we beat a dead horse with this. I mean, broken record every night. I do want to talk about something before we get out of here. The conversation that I got in with a couple people with on Twitter. Uh, I had a lot of people agree with me, but there was a couple people that are, and I was surprised by. I'm not gonna say a name. I was one person that kind of co-signed this. I was kind of surprised by it. 
Uh, but there are some some people out there that kind of feel like you shouldn't criticize this team at all. Like this is a, a young team, the, the front office has said we're not in win now mode. So just whatever happens, if they go out there and get blown out every night, they're over 13, you shouldn't have any criticism. And I understand the front office philosophy. Like they they said time and time again, even at times early last year where I kind of might have not believed them. I mean, they've said it over and over, and they've stuck to their guns. I mean, you could see even by the drafting of Zyra Williams. I mean, we, me and you talked ad nauseum about guys that, that we loved, and some of those guys were on the board. I mean, you were sitting there with um, Moses Moody on the board, James Booknight uh, was, was still on the board, uh, some, some guys there that, that we really liked, and they went and took a shot with Zyra Williams, and that was because they're looking long-term. Everything that they do is based in long-term, but this team made the playoffs last year. I mean, when you you can say that you're, you're long-term and, and, and you can still be long-term, but if your team makes the playoffs, I think you you have to – I don't want to say accelerate the timeline. I'm not sure how I should say it, but you have to kind of find a balance. You can't just say, oh, well, we made the playoffs now. We don't care what happens at all. I think once you get to the point to where your team is capable of making the playoffs, I think you have to move forward a little bit. I don't think you have to go crazy and like make it make some trades, like and bring in all these veterans, kind of like we saw Atlanta do last year. I don't think you need to do that, but I think you do need to kind of start viewing things a little bit differently. And I don't, I don't agree with that. I think when you saw this team be a playoff team last year, we we've seen this team have a lot of success, and now they're sitting here six and seven. Um, I put out the numbers here. You they and there's and there's seven losses outside of the Lakers game. They're losing games by 20-plus points, uh, giving up 118 points. I mean, it's not necessarily that they're losing games. It's how they're losing games. And still, no matter whether you're win now mode or not, you want to see effort from the players. You still want to see growth from your coaching staff. Um, and then when you see coaching staff making a lot of mistakes that you feel with rotations, not we kind of talked about not exploiting mismatches. You see lack of effort from players. And you're talking about pretty much the same personnel even in the defense has been the biggest problem. And we thought the defense might be improved coming to the season. I mean, you go from being a top 10 defensive team overall to the worst or, or one of the worst in the league right there at the bottom. I'm not sure what it is after the nice game. Probably they might be dead last. That's an issue. And I don't think the coaching staff or the players should be above criticism. I don't think they're, this is not a 15 win ball club, a 12 win ball club where they're competing for the top of the lottery. I think somebody has to be held accountable for this. And I don't think it's, makes any sense for you to just say this is just nothing like I mean it, it's okay this is a young team they're gonna lose games they always start the season off losing games and it'll be fine and I'm not saying this team again I, I think this will get right I don't think this is what we're gonna see from this team all year but I think right now you, this team there's a lot of criticism to go around for this team and I don't agree with that they shouldn't be criticized just because the front office says that they're not in win now mode so I I am fully 100% agree with you that they, they're definitely not above criticism. But I, I'm going to play the other side of the card here, and, and I'm going to mention something and just kind of get your take on it here. Ja is 22. Jaron is 22. Desmond Bain is 23. Dylan Brooks is 25. Would you or would you not agree that that's probably the core of this team, those four guys? Yeah, definitely right. Right now I think those are the four guys that, that I, I feel like going to be here. Now, things that always change is fluid, as Stephen right. A. Smith always says. Uh, but 
I think right now those are your four guys. Yeah, I, I agree with that. So the there was a study done that says the NBA the average peak age for NBA players is between twenty five and twenty eight. So for the majority of these guys, we're still a few years away. We're still three years away from that with John Morant. We're still three years away from that for Jaron Jackson Jr. We're two years away from that with Desmond Bain. And Dylan Brooks is just entering that window right now. So at what point, like, where's the line for you at saying, okay, yes, it's a young team. They made the playoffs. There should be a certain level of expectations. But shouldn't we just be happy with where they're at because maybe they are overachieving with, with, with this team being so young, with your four best players being below the age of what the, the typical peak is for the NBA, maybe they're in a better spot and, and we're just taking it for granted because John Moran has come in here and been exceptional from the start. Yeah, I mean, I, I see that point. I just think usually when you, when you look at that, the teams don't make the, make the playoffs. When you're talking about guys that are young, it's just you usually don't see what's happening here. Uh, so it's kind of a unique situation, but it, it's, it, it's hard to see a team have the type of success that they have. I mean, we've seen this team, again, make the playoffs. I mean, you go in to Golden State and beat Steph Curry in a winner-take-all game to make the playoffs last year. It's just kind of hard to, to see those type of things happen. Uh, you get a win against Utah, uh, even though Donovan Mitchell wasn't playing. I think that's still still really impressive uh, to, to get that win on the road. But I think when you see that, it's hard to just sit back and say, okay, well, we saw that last year, but again, we're going to just put that out of our mind and look at this as like they're getting blown out by 20-plus points to bad basketball teams, and we're just going to say, oh, well, they're young. Uh, they're a couple years away, so we, we're not going to worry about it. We're just going to let it flow. And again, I'm not jumping on it, and, and, and I, and I, I kind of got lumped in. Don't put me in the category – <laughs> these people are saying fire Taylor Tinkins, Trey Jared, he sucks. Get rid of all these guys. No. I'm not on yeah. that train at all. But I do think when you look at this right now, I mean, there needs to be some accountability. We need to figure out what's going on here. When, when again, we've talked about this. Taylor Jenkins comes to the press conference and says the same thing every night. Uh, we just didn't have our effort tonight. We just couldn't get stops. We can't get out and run. And then if they lose Monday night, he's going to come out and say the same thing. At some point, these guys have to be held accountable. You can't fall back on, well, we're not trying to win now because we've seen them win. So, I mean, they're capable of the better than this. I mean, yeah. even if you're going to lose games, you don't get blown out on your home floor and losing these games to bad teams by 20-plus points. I just want to see the effort there. And, and whose fault is that? I don't know. I think there's a lot of blame to go around, and that's just my thoughts on it. I, I don't think these guys are above criticism just because you're saying, well, we're not maximizing right now. I, I just – I've seen this team – do too much to not have any standard for them. Yeah. Yep. Like, like I said, you, you and I are on the same page of that. I, I wanted to play, I got, you know, devil's advocate on that just, just to kind yeah, of see it's just, your that's point. such a weird situation because you just don't usually see this type of success from a young team. Like going into yeah. this thing, man, I, when they broke this thing down, I was like, usually, I mean, some teams don't ever get back. You see teams mm -hmm. six, seven years later and they're still not doing anything. You see with Minnesota, a lot of these teams, they still can't get back to Phoenix a long, long time to, to get where they are now. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, this is very unique. I mean, the Grizzlies probably should have made the playoffs two years ago. Uh, if Jaron doesn't go down and they had some of the injuries uh, and Tyus uh, end up getting hurt, I think they possibly make the playoffs then too. So, 
I mean, this is crazy when you think back on it. So, I mean, you do have to kind of look at that and, and say, okay, well, they've done a lot. But again, this is something. It's not like they're just losing games by one or two points and you feel like they're going to get back. I mean, this team went from a top 10 defensive team to bottom of the league and they're just getting their brains bashed in right now. It's a little bit different than just losing games. It's just kind of how they're losing. And I think there's a lot of blame to go around it's from not just the coaching staff, but the players as well. I'm not saying fire Jenkins. I'm not saying trade anybody. But I, I want to see better effort and better consistency than what we've seen. I think we will. But now, I mean, it's getting with 12 games or 13 games in. They're below 500, man. When is it, it going to get fixed? Yeah. One thing I want to kind of bounce back to, and I meant to say this earlier, I may have – my mind's racing all over the place, but you know, somebody had called uh, JV a security blanket, you know, a seven foot security blanket. And and that's really, truly what he was. Yeah, exactly you know, what he was. And, and what we're seeing now, and the Grizzlies need this, they, they have to figure this out. They've got to find a way to get the ball in the basket without that security blanket. And John Morant's been attacking. He's been aggressive you know, th- there's times when he's taking on guys, you know, one on three and still getting to the bucket and winning. And that is because of, you know, his yeah. ability, because of his athleticism, he's able to do that. In the playoffs, that's not going to be effective. The You know, teams no. are going to, you know, they're going to watch. They're going to know. Teams are trying to figure him out. And they figured out that size, that, that's why Herb Jones tonight, that's why he played 30 minutes because he was primarily guarding John Morant. With six seven, and I think Herb Jones has like a six nine wingspan, long versatile defender. You know, Josh yeah. still put up twenty two, but that that's what teams have been throwing at him. Yeah, man. you saw against Portland, they had Nasir Little on him. I mean, they you, yep. you've seen it. They've kind of found that blueprint. He's so good that he still, you said, put up twenty. What do you have? Twenty two tonight, and still yeah. puts up big numbers. But mm-hmm. I mean, that's that's the blueprint on him right now, and he he can only do so much. Yeah, and Jared is expected to be that guy and offensively he hasn't been that consistently. He's been better defensively, I think, than he has been offensively. And they just gotta find it. Steven Adams is not gonna be that guy. I mean he's not a guy that you just dump the ball down to and score and they they have to find a way to, to execute in the half court. And because I mean this is what they do. I mean and, and they're used to scoring more points in the paint. Again, John gets in there and, and I think that's at a time we talk about his turnovers and I want to shout him out tonight, man. Only one turnover tonight. Uh, on, on, on what do you have? Ten assists, one turnover. So yeah. uh, we talked about that last night. I mean, he definitely cleaned that up tonight. But they have to find some answer uh, because last year when things broke down in the half court and they were getting these games where basically they couldn't get stops and, and they couldn't take the ball out of the basket and get up and down, um, they just dump it into JV and he was able to get buckets from him, for him. And they don't have that right now. And I think that's one of the reasons why – the biggest reason why they're struggling. They just – outside of just not getting stops overall, they just can't find a way to consistently get baskets because Ja can't do it all. I mean, he's not going to go down and go to, go to the basket every time in school. It's just, just, just not going to happen. And he doesn't, hadn't had the help. Um, and, and especially when Bain has is, is been struggling. He's kind of pulling out of it a little bit. Uh, but he's been struggling to shoot the basketball, and that makes things even worse. They have Dylan Brooks back, and, and he's had two big games, 20 and 23. So that's going to help. But until they consistently get stops, it's none of that's going to matter anyway. I mean, that has to get fixed, but you got to get stops first. Yeah. You know, I, I go back to the, the Miami heat whenever LeBron and Chris Bosch went down there that first year when they lost, you know, they, they didn't win the title. And it, it was a disappointment. I mean, you put that team together 
with the expectation that you're going to win multiple titles. They were able to do that, but they were figuring it out. You know, they had Dwayne Wade in his first championship run. He was the guy. Like, he was the one that took over and won that championship. Yeah, he had Shaq, but D-Wade carried that team. And then when LeBron and Bosh came in, there were some questions about whose team it was. And while Wade had been there, you know, he was not willing to kind of hand the keys over to LeBron. And then in year two, he'd done that. And they were able to execute in the half court because in the playoffs, that's where it matters. You yeah. you have to Game execute down, in the half to. court because teams, you're playing a series against the team. And in a seven-game series, they're going to scheme against your best player and make him do stuff that he doesn't normally do. So you got to learn how to execute in the half court. And, and the Grizzlies are not doing that right now. And that's something – that that's I think one of the big reasons why they move JV is they've got to find out what they need to do who who is going to be that guy in the half court and obviously you've got a great playmaker in John Morant but you can't just ISO every time with him because if that's what you're no. doing defenses are going to collapse yeah. and you know he he's going to get up in the air and get himself in trouble because, you know, he's going to have four guys around him and there's not going to be any passing lanes. So. I mean, we, we're seeing some of that now. I yeah. Mean, I think that's what leads to a lot of the turnovers. He gets in there and they, they, they collapse on him. He gets in the air and, and has to get rid of the ball and ends up throwing it away or making a bad pass. Because, I mean, I, I think he he feels the, the loss of JV. I mean, he, I can see at times where I think he feels like he has to do everything, especially lately when guys are struggling. Like, you don't have Bain not making shots. They have been having him shooting threes, melting have been hitting threes, and, and these guys haven't been doing that as of late, and it puts more pressure on him. And I, I think he, at times, feel like he has to play hero ball, and I, I don't think he's at his best either when that happens. I mean, there are times at the end of games where he can take over the game, but I don't think you can't put that kind of pressure on him the entire game. I mean, right. he, he has to have some help at, at some point. And, again, man, he's just got to figure it out. I think Jaron is right now is kind of the key to that. Man, he has to find – hits itself offensively, and I think part of it is on him, but I think also part of it is on the coaching staff. You, you talk about the mismatch. They yeah, had him on the night. They don't find him. The they got to find you ways to get him the ball in places to score. I mean, you can't just rely on him, kick it out for these threes. I mean, you got to find ways to, to get him scoring inside. I just don't think they run enough stuff for him for him to be supposedly the number two guy on the team. I think he just kind of finds his offense when he does off of broken plays, and, and, and that trail three is kind of the shot that he gets, but outside of that, you just don't see much run for him, and I think they got to change that. Yeah, got got to find a way to get the entry pass to him. When when he got that matchup with Devontae Graham in the post, you got to find a way. You swing the ball to the corner and let the guy get it to him there, and if JV collapses, then you got a double team, and somebody is open. Jaron's got to find a way to be able to read that and find the open man. And it's all about growth. Again, yeah, I talked about the peak window being they say it's 25 to 28 is when a guy hits his peak. We're still a little bit away from that. So we've got, we do have some time for them to learn before, you know, like we already have a certain level of expectation, but there, there are certain things that they just have to be better at. And with the way that they've played in the last two years, we expect it sooner rather than later. And it's not that I, I I can't speak for Isaac, but I would, I would venture to say that he's on the same page as me as this. Like we don't expect them to win the title this year. No, we know that this is not a championship team, but they're better than the play in. They, they are better than the play in. 
And they're, they're better than what we're like seeing it. right now, yeah, frankly, from what we're seeing. Yeah. yeah, I mean, they're better than this. And that's my only point. It's like, I'm not, I don't want to clean house or get rid of anybody. I just feel like they're better than this. And it, it's tough to see this because you know that they have more ability than this. You know that they're, they're getting blown out by a team that's one and 12 and losing all these games by 20 plus on your home floor, even against good teams. We've seen this team compete with really good. I mean, they beat Denver back to back here mm-hmm. uh, a couple weeks ago. And, and then, I mean, do, man. Yeah, people talk about Phoenix, and I know Phoenix is a really good team, but you don't have to lose it by 30. I mean, or 25 points. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, it's, I mean, so uh, exactly. it, it, it's tough to watch right now, man. And coming on here after these losses, it, it, it's tough, but I, I think they'll find it. It's just, again, it has to happen. Uh, I mean, we're, we're not seeing it right now. Yep. So next week, we slow down a little bit. We had a four game week this week. Next week, they start we off Monday against Monday, the Thursday, Rockets. Saturday. Yep. Yeah. So we will not have a post game uh, Monday. We'll probably talk about that game on Tuesday and that after the Clippers game, probably on Friday. So we won't be the night of Monday and Thursday. We won't have post games those nights, but we will Saturday night and we will get the, the episodes in following the game more than likely the next day um, on the Clippers game. Depending on how that game goes, we may just have a two episode week and cover the Clippers and the T-Wolves game. Saturday night after that T Wolves game, we'll, we'll see how that goes. But man, not not much else to talk about. Again, final score of the game: one twelve to one hundred one. The Grizzlies fall to six and seven. That puts them tied for eighth with the Portland Trailblazers right now in the West. So not in terrible shape as far as standings, but they could easily be in much better shape just figuring it out on the defensive end. You can get the show on Twitter at Hootball Grizz. I'm at dwill two one one one. Isaac, let them know where they can find you and get us out of here, man. Yeah, man. I want to thank everyone that, that's rocking with us, man. We really appreciate it, man. We're trying to trying to grow this thing, man. So appreciate Grizz Nation for tuning in and checking us out, man. You can find me on Twitter at Isaac underscore Rivals at S I S A A C underscore Rivals, man. Give me a follow there, and we'll be back on Tuesday night, man. Hopefully, we can get some things fixed, man. A rocket team that you should be. That's a team that you should be able to get a win on your home floor, but they got some good young talent. Uh, I mean, the Grizz got to play well. They're going to get a win, but hopefully they can get back. Talk to you for a three-day little streak, and we'll be back on Tuesday night. So until then, we go. This has been a Hoop Bowl presentation.